0: What takes place in spirit has to take form unless you cancel that which is in spirit. Word, the words that you speak, they're spirit in their life. And they cancel out everything but themselves. And that's why a lot of times you say, well, I'm not or I don't want, you know, from a spiritual perspective, there is no negation. There is no reverse negative side of it. Only thing. So you say, I don't want, you know, you coming at me that way or, you know, I'm tired of you. I, I don't want you doing that crap to me. All it is is I want you doing that crap to me because usually when you're in that state, you're also in an emotive state to where you are, you're a heightened emotion and you are fervent, almost fervent, like fervent praying. You're fervent about your position and your state and, and that you hold, saying, "I do not want this in my life." So you would serve yourself better by looking at the reverse of the idea and how could you say the same thing in a positive, affirmative perspective. So instead of saying, I don't want you doing that to me, you say, I want you to treat me like this. (laughs) You know, you're saying the same thing, but you're saying it in a way that your spirit will interpret it and create form around that which you are speaking. Because our words No, the the world was framed by word. You know, if I I went back from a a biblical perspective, we say the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word was God. It's it's like the word became flesh. The word is like when we take that word in and we're processing it in our thoughts and it drops down into our belief system because we've accepted it as our personal truth. Then it has to manifest in our life as flesh, in our flesh, if you will. And we experience the fruit, meet the fruit that comes as a result of it.
1: Perception is reality. We don't see things as they are, but as we are, which yeah. is why the old sage says you defeat the enemy within the enemy without can do you no harm because these don't wants is like me telling you, don't think of an elephant. You see, you never thought about an elephant. Not one time until I said, don't think of an elephant because you are a creator. You can't create a negative. You can't create a don't want or a don't not. And so your mind must put it in a form that a creator can actually interact with. So if you're staring at what you don't want, wherever attention goes, energy flows. Here go that which you fear, you attract because that's what you're looking at, and so life won't judge the fact that that's what you're staring at, and that's in your perception. It's going to allow that to become your reality because perception is reality.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So as we are tapping more into our awareness and operating more in spirituality, yes, we may have our religious beliefs, but you will notice as you become as you uncover more truths and it starts to expand, then. Even how you saw things previously will begin to shift and begin to transform because, like I said, there are levels, there are certain levels that you go through in your learning, just like going from grade school to high school and college. There are levels that you go through, and, and the understanding that you have in, in first and third, first, second, third grade is totally different than the understanding you have in nine through 12. It's a totally different place of being and you operate differently. You know, I said it like this when I was a child, I thought was a child, when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so it's like everything about our thinking and our perception shifted and we operated. But we never went back and looked or analyzed the things that we just learned from people just telling us or teaching us or the truth that we created for ourselves in our own belief systems as children. You know, we are operating, and many of us are operating through life and going through experiences that were designed by a five year old child. And because we have not become aware of the belief system imprint that took place when we were at that young, impressionable age, we haven't gone back there to do anything about it. So we still deal with the ramifications of it popping up whenever we move in a certain direction. Whenever it sees a certain experience, it's like automatic, it's going to trigger. It's going to pop up and it's going to create a circumstance or it's going to create an automatic response that we get in our emotional system, in our nervous system, how we automatically instinctively react because that takes away from our conscious having to think about the process. We have a history of how we operated in the past and we reference that instantly through our spirit in that blueprint and it manifests and it shows so if we struggle with money and and, and that was our experience growing up, you know, no matter how we looked at it, we find a struggle. We find, OK, you got to work hard. We know some people's like, OK, you have to challenge those beliefs. And we kind of talked about that in a, another episode, which now's a perfect time to, 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 to reimplement that. When you're looking inside of the things that we say, when we're looking at our belief systems and shifting those belief systems that are beneath the surface, when you can identify a belief, you have to. First, start asking yourself, you know, making some discoveries of real truth about how you've been thinking and understanding what a belief is. And the truth of the matter is, everything is a belief. Everything is a belief. And if you say it isn't, that's a belief. <laughs> it goes to prove.
1: Which means that so, everyone has a religion. Everyone yeah. has a process in which they exercise that belief, whatever it is, even if there is no belief. If the, if the belief is there are no beliefs.
0: Exactly. And they have to eat the fruit thereof, they have to operate inside of the parameters of their personal beliefs. So even though we are unlimited and perfect as spiritual entities, as beings, the 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 ability for us to be autonomous and make our own decisions and have our own ego and, and develop our own experience, we create limitations and barriers and sicknesses in our body and all the types of stuff, and poor experiences that we wouldn't want to have simply because we have adapted something that we're not consciously aware of, but it is a inbred spiritual belief. That goes against the things that we consciously want, and therein lies the contrast that blocks us and keeps us away from those things that we want. So when we look back at those things, as far as how do we shift those things, we start looking at it and we have to identify what is it inside of that belief that uh, that we seem to be true, and we have to identify what proof do I have that that is true? Because we may say, well, it's like this: you got to work hard to make money, and and, and that may be a belief. But the truth of the matter is, it's like, can you think of any person that you know who has money that isn't working hard? Chances are you can. And even if you don't know them personally, you know, somebody who's, you know, maybe, you know, maybe an actor or whatever, president, whoever they may be. You know, somebody, Bill Gates, he's not working hard. He got a lot of people who work hard for him. You know,
1: the The more money you have, the less physical labor does the inverse relationship, the, the less physical labor you observe them doing. You know, you, know you, you hear the stories all the time. I mean, while we over here stressing and trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to make ends meet with the crisis and inflation. There are people who are on different islands right now celebrating and giving out, you know, million dollar bonuses right now. As we speak, you're yeah. trying to figure out how you're going to pay your electricity. You got somebody out there partying right now who is spending much more than your electricity on one night of fun.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: You
0: know? Exactly. You, you, you're absolutely right. They're, they're doing just that. And it's because they're experiencing their connection, their relationship with money. You have a, a relationship with everything that you have. and You know, you have a relationship with money that's just as real as your relationship with people. Mm. And it's a real relationship. And based upon the relationship that you have and you've adapted as your personal truth, that's how money's going to interact with you. Says, okay, okay, well, you know, we, we have a sometime of relationship. I'm going to show up sometime. <laughs> and sometimes I won't. You know, uh, but when you have a fluid relationship, and which is a function of source, because everything that we're experiencing is an effect with a spiritual cause. And the thing is, we spend so much time trying to manipulate the effects and chasing effects it doesn't even make sense to chase an effect Mm. but people out there chasing money and money is energy
1: (laughs) the pursuit of happiness when we know that happiness is not a destination to be reached is the way we travel so happiness is a practice just like misery is a practice you know it's something that i that i that i talk about in my you know in my practice Again, no therapeutic advice here. I forgot to say that at the beginning. I'm not giving y'all any advice. If y'all think it's advice, then it's bad advice. But my man here has great advice. But anyway, you know, speaking to the indoctrination process, you think about, you said that there's layers to this. And this is where the difficulty comes in. And I find that this is where this is the stumbling block for many people on the spiritual path is that they have not developed the discipline to continue to form those neural pathways or develop those new habits, those new ways of thinking and operating in order to calibrate their system long enough for it to manifest in the physical, and so this discipline part, we are I, 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 from what I can see, observe, what I've observed, we've been we've been handicapped via a lot of the luxuries and the instant gratification that we can have. Want food? Fast food? Go get it. That wasn't the way we got food in the beginning. Oh no, it was it was a journey. It was a hunt, and and you'd be you know you'd be damn. You'd celebrate if you actually come back with food you didn't know if you was going to starve. You didn't know if you was going to cut your ankle and die from something poisonous out there or something was going to attack you. Uh, that is that is that survival state. That's the hunter and gathering mind. And many of us are still operating in a hunter and gathering mind. But with that being said, think about the education system. And I said, many of us do not develop the discipline. Everything that you do is a practice and whatever you practice you become. In my faith, it says that you must study, study, not study, but study, or maybe study study, to show thyself approved, yes. a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing in the word of truth. That's 2 Timothy 2.15. And so when I think about studying, I think about looking and seeking with intention of finding and then not giving up because I know that the race is not given to the swift, but to those that choose to endure it. And so I endure until I find what I'm seeking, not realizing that it's in the seeking that I'm creating that experience <laughs> because wherever attention goes, energy flows. And so you go through the education system, for example, in the whole process of studying, you go through first grade and 12th grade. And some of y'all heard me say this before, but I'll bring it to the people that never heard it before. You go through first, first grade through 12th grade, and then you have what is called a graduation. The word graduation can be seen as a combination of the words gradual and indoctrination. You've been gradually indoctrinated into the American way of thinking. But what is the American way of thinking? At that time, at this day and age, you see, it's still based off of the industrial age thinking where you take orders, which is why a lot of us struggle to tell ourselves what to do, because we're still sitting around waiting for somebody else in charge, in authority to come along and tell us what to do. We've been conditioned to serve rather than to be of service. <laughs> and we do a disservice to ourselves in the process. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can read a book. You can you can attend an Oprah series. You can read as many books as you want, but are you truly studying or are you just trying not to experience that which you are afraid of? And in doing so, you're missing the entire truth that you are seeking for because you're looking for your truth and not the truth that you truly need. Understanding that pain is not there to judge you. Pain is not a judgment on you. Pain is just there to say, pay attention. How do you know that? Because the physical is a manifestation of spiritual truths. And so when you get bit by a spider or something, it don't matter what place it is on your body. You don't need eyes there. You know exactly where it is because that's what pain is designed to do. It's alerting you. Something look at pay attention. You touch a stove, you can look right whatever, whatever part touched that stove, that's what you gonna look at. Pain says pay attention. So are you paying attention to what your pain says? Because your pain is trying to guide you straight into your truth. And then that truth will set you free. And then that love that you calibrate your system to the essence of love will then heal you and then allow you to reintegrate, therefore becoming whole again.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's
1: what yes, it's sir. about. You know, but please jump on in here, brother. You know,
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm, eating it up, for I love that, you know, as you were talking about the, the pain, you know, a lot of that, that pain, you know, we have those physical awareness and, and that pain a lot of times comes in emotional stages that we go through. And when you see certain pains that continue to come up over and over again, that means pay attention. You know, there's something that you need to be grasping through that and something you need to understand in order to be able to shift your experience in that area. And <clears throat> a lot of times when I'm talking to my clients, what now, I'm telling them, you know, like they may have a certain limited belief or, or that's causing them pain. And I will, I will ask them, you know, when something comes up that causes them pain, I'm saying, OK, you no, know, what what lie are you giving your attention to? What are you, what are you focusing on? What, what lie has your attention right now? And it's, 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 it's not like it's, it's, it's like it's like this, like this. No, no, no. Remember, when the truth shows up, the facts don't matter. So ain't no fact that you're experiencing that's truth necessarily. I mean, some facts are truth, but all, but but not all facts are truth.
1: Mm. You know? Mm. Mm. And Go
0: ahead. but just because they are, you know, it just because you have facts that are truth. That doesn't mean facts can't change because the truth that lies beneath it is still spirit. And that truth can transform that fact to something else. That's why we say when the truth shows up, facts don't matter. Go ahead, brother.
1: Yeah, I just want to say this back you yeah, up by saying, again, the physical is a manifestation of spiritual truths. It was true that one day I was five. Where is That's no longer true. <laughs> it was true that I wore a smaller shoe size at one point, a size nine. That's no longer true. Like truths change constantly. They are individual truths. And then there is that flow that is the truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When exactly. you tap in that truth, that truth will then show you what your true truths are, your individual truths that are true for you and meant for you to have on this purpose. Because the more truth you collect, the more integrated you become. The more integrated you become, the more empowered you become. The more empowered you become, the more power you exert in this physical reality of isness. Understand that you've come here not only to experience who you are based off of your truths, but also in moments of not self, based off of things that are not true for you, because in isness nothing exists without its opposite. And so in this subjective human experience where we're born tabula rasa in the first seven years, we're in that that theta state in which we are saturated, the most hypnotic state. And so we're saturating all of these algorithms. Because we are alien on this planet and we're 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 listening we're looking and we're being guided by our guardians and our peers and everything mm-hmm. else on how to operate. But if mm-hmm. they operate in fear and they are fractured, then we learn our algorithms based off of that fractured way of thinking. That's why Mary Williamson said it's a, she called it a return to love.
0: Yes, yes. yes you got to yes.
1: return this whole path. We come from love mm-hmm. and this whole journey is about returning to love. But we've come here to have an experience, but you were born on purpose for a purpose and with a purpose. Yes. And so your purpose is to move in spirit because ego gives you experience, but spirit gives you life. Ego gives you experience, but the television is still black and white. It's spirit that makes it color. Hmm. So how do you make that bridge from what you think, you know, to a higher level of awareness, moving from eye level to sky level? How do you expand your awareness so that you can see and hold, have the capacity to hold your ultimate truths? There's a process for that. And that process yeah. becomes your practice because everything you do is a practice and whatever you practice, you become. So you don't practice or rather you, no, I'm going to say it just like that. You don't practice those don't wants or those don't nots because that's not your practice. You practice living in your truth. If it's not true for me, why, why am I even mentioning it? If I don't want to talk about an elephant, if an elephant or elephant training or anything else like that got nothing to do with what I'm talking about, why would I say I don't want to talk about an elephant? It's pointless. It's moot. It's that. It doesn't make sense. Okay, Harry, you don't want to. If I just randomly cut this man off and said I don't want to talk about elephants, y'all <laughs> be like, what, what? Why did he even say that? If he didn't want, why did he even break? Exactly. Why are you even saying that to yourself if that's not what you want? Don't tell me what you don't want. Tell me what you want. Try that. Because you'll find that it's much easier for you to say what you don't want because you have to elevate your system, your awareness to get out of that hunter and gathering mind. Because in a hunter and gathering age, when it most certainly was a matter of survival, you could die. The second that you left, you could die in the cave, you could die outside the cave or on the land or wherever you were at. You could die. It was always, I'm going to wake up. Will I have enough food to exist? Will I be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger? Will I get stumped on by a large animal? Will I get sick? Because mm-hmm. there's no pharmacies in existence. That's, yeah. It was all about survival. So we woke up every day, calibrating our system to what we didn't want to experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even until this day, we still operate in that space because we were in that space for 400 million years. 400 million years up until the more advanced system of connection, the story of connection, the ventral vagus part of the parasympathetic nerve to make it scientific for a second, bring to my science geeks out there. That part was activated, I believe, 200 million years ago, but our default is still in that hunter and gather mind. That's why meditations and and whatnot in these different practices actually work, because it brings you from the external, which focuses on which these eyes always see to opening up this eye and seeing inward where you can gain some insight because your truth don't exist out there. It exists in here
0: where the kingdom is,
1: All right, brother All right, dude, come on
0: <laughs> yes sir yes, sir, yes sir so when 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 we're looking at those things that we're buying into and we're believing, and we're focusing on fear like I said I was saying earlier I, I i tell them well, what lie are you focusing on because that is you know based upon what I believe you know what, you know in in my background, it's like you know what several things are good, what some things are honest, just of good report, a virtue, praise, think on these things. All of those are good things. That tells us exactly in our Bible what we should be thinking on. And so if we're thinking Positive anything,
1: psychology,
0: anything other than that, that's fear-focused, does not fall inside that scripture as far as we're concerned. So the thing is, if that is not truth, and we know scripture is truth, so I know scripture is truth for myself anyway, then anything that's contrary to that has to be lie. That's why I say when I see fear, it didn't tell me to focus on fear. So it's got to be a lie because the truth spoke it and said it to me. Hey, follow truth. And so when I recognize that that thing that is causing me this, this pain or this hurt or this fear or whatever, and it's rising up, I, I have to look at that and I have to say, OK, well, if this is a lie and it's not the truth, what would God say into this situation if he was addressing it? Or what would the universe deliver if that is not my truth?
1: Or what would love say right yes. now?
0: What would love? God is love. That's what it teaches us. But you know, what what would love say? And it, we know from our teaching, love casts out all fear. Mm. And the thing is, is when you've made that connection to love, then the fears that stand in your way they are cast away because along with love comes the relationship of trust, mm. and along with the trust is the inner knowing. That you will be provided for and your highest good will be met in spite of what circumstances look like external.
1: So that trust is connected to a truth. Yes. And then that it's truth. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: Casts, yeah, perfect love casts out all, all fear. And one of the things, a lot of times when, we, when we're running and we're trying to try so many things and we got so many things we're trying to juggle, I need this, I need that, I need the other. It's, it's like in the back of our mind, there's a fear saying, You are not enough. You don't have enough. There's a fear,
1: the trance of unworthiness.
0: and because of it, you're constantly reaching out. If, if, if you are believing within yourself that you are not enough on a subconscious level, you're going to be externally looking for something everywhere but within you.
1: Mm-hmm. there okay.
0: Yeah. the, the, the gold is right there inside you. and but, but once you can shift that and you start looking at, okay. You know, I as a physical being am not enough, you know. But when I look into the I amness of my being and my state of being, the spirituality of it all, and who the universe and who God and Source says I am, the presence that is says that I am and that I can do all things. <laughs> Mm-hmm. through Christ who's with me or all things that I believe in myself to do or or my higher self to deliver. I can have those things, but only to the ability that I am able to believe it and conceive it. That's why it's a process that you start with smaller things. I mentioned in one of the other episodes, you know, I was focusing and you know, trying to learn how to effectively create form for things that I saw in my, in my through my spiritual eye, through my imagination, if you will. And so, uh, I, I was working on get, pulling forth, you know, some cufflinks. I said, "Okay, that's relatively easy. I could just go up to the little store up here and I can buy me some cufflinks. That's that's easy. It's just a matter of me taking myself there." And I'm like, I found a little bit more, you know, that's thousand dollars or whatever the case may be. But here's what happened: I was applying my 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 faithing and my spirituality, not just not the process of my religion, but but I was. Stepping into the being of who I am and understanding who I was and being able to see clearly what I'm entitled to and what I'm deserving of because a lot of us don't think we're deserving, but the mere fact that that the presence or the all that is is a part of you and actually animates. It's Him that's there and He's deserving of it all because He is the foundation. Spirit is the foundation of it all. So anyway, getting back to what I'm saying here is that when you understand that you tap into that component, then what you do is you open a doorway. That allows those things to come in according to your faith, be it done unto you, so to speak. That's how that's how it goes. To play. And that's no matter what your religion is. Every religion that I have heard of, known of, has some foundation of faith and belief that is, is the driving component. And if there is no foundation of faith and belief, their religion isn't going to work for them either because it takes faith to make it. That's why I say for the followers, he such, you know, to serve him. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. And every religion has their own version of spirit and truth that, that, that you're tapping into. So when I was looking at those things, the cufflinks, the iPhone, uh, and, and that $40,000 thing that I wanted, <laughs> It, it was it was it was all right. I kept forming, and I and I started seeing in my imagination. I started envisioning it entirely in full, vivid detail what I wanted, where, I, how I wanted to deliver what I was wearing, how I was feeling, who I was talking to, who was there celebrating with me, who was giving me congratulations along the way, and high fives for, for for accomplishing. I saw those things. I smelt the aromas in the air. I I I I I, I saw the, their eyes light up when I shared certain details, and I saw them smile when I told them about certain things, and I heard the. Feedback and what they thought about what I was saying and what I was thinking and and, and how they would like, whoa, wow, I wish I could, could tap into that too, you know. But in that process, I went through uh, a, 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 a stage to where I said, okay, well, I'm learning. I'm going to try this stuff, try this out, see how it you know it worked. Am I learning how to apply my faith? Am I faithing properly? And in my using my faith the right way? And and as I applied it, one of the first things uh, I saw is that the cell phone, the iPhone I, I, I wanted. I wasn't specific enough about it, and I just said it's a new iPhone. Because my, my old iPhone was cracked up, and it might have been iPhone 11. It didn't matter, but the point of I'm getting at is that <laughs> situation circumstances lined up where I won't go into the details of the circumstances, but I ended up being in the position to where I ended up being handed two more iPhones. Mm-hmm. Just given two mm-hmm. more iPhones mm-hmm. that were in perfect condition. So at that point, I still had my broken or or, or my damaged iPhone, and then I had two new iPhones. They weren't the iPhones I wanted, and I thought I wasn't specific about So I went and got more specific and I ended up, you know, getting the iPhone that I had that, that had a, like a terabyte hard drive. And it was just like, bomb. And at that point, I had four iPhones because I had vision for having a iPhone without specificity. But when I got specific, I got what exactly what I wanted. So it's very important that you know exactly what you want so that you can apply your energies to exactly what it is that you want. And I was mentioned earlier about there's a difference between letting go and detaching. And it's an important difference because letting go is letting go of your emotional neediness for having that thing. And you get caught up in the emotional neediness of it that will hold it back from you because it will squelch the flow of energy that would allow it to come in. Simply because you are needing and you focus on your needing and your thought has to produce that form. So you, you, your, your your thought form is saying,
1: OK. He's saying, I need this, so let me create a continual need until he stops needing Come me. on now. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You see, if you look at want, it means to lack that which is necessary. And so when you say, I want, you're essentially saying as a creator, I am want or I am lack, which then sends out the energies of lack, which then produces or amplifies more lack.
0: Exactly. Exactly.